0: Good morning, it's Saturday, June 9th, and you're listening to The Morning Yoke, the podcast that brings you some of the news you may have missed while you were working. I'm your host, Rich, along with my friend, Aaron, and today we're going to discuss tariffs on our allies,
1: eagles getting stood up,
0: and solo, a Star Wars story.
1: So, kicking our morning off with tariffs, Rich, what's a tariff? So, to explain what a tariff is
0: to you and our listeners, um, so it's a tax put on an export or an import from another country. So to explain this a little bit better, I like to use shoes, for example. So Aaron, say you bought a pair of shoes from China for $2. Mm -hmm. What a deal! (laughs) $2. And say the American-made shoes, same exact shoes, black, brown soles, $3. So you buy these shoes from China because you ain't got no money. So the American shoes are too much for you. So America gets mad because you're buying the Chinese shoes. And hell no, you ain't buying no Chinese shoes if you live in America. So this is what we do. We put a tariff on them. Hmm. So now that Chinese shoes that come over for $2, since we
1: put a tariff on them, are now going to cost
0: you $4.
1: Well, that's unfortunate because, you know, I like my $2 shoes.
0: But now, in theory, the American shoe is only going to be $3. So now it's cheaper. But here's the thing. Americans aren't stupid. So now that we know the competition is at $4, and we're selling our shoes at $3, what do you think is going to happen? Raise it up. That's exactly right. So Americans go, you know what? Let's charge three seventy-five dollars for our shoes now. So now that same exact shoe you were once getting is not only more expensive on the Chinese side... It is now more expensive on the American side. A whole dollar and
1: three quarters.
0: Don't think too hard. That's some trouble. It is. (laughs) But this is the issue. So not only does the consumer lose, everybody loses. Because China goes back and says, hey, why are you charging more on our shoes? What about the Europeans? You don't charge them more on their little clogs and wooden (laughs) shoes and stuff like that. That's not fair. (laughs) You don't like Chinese shoes. So this is the issue. And you know what Trump's plan is now, Aaron? Oh, boy. He wants to tax our allies. So he wants to tax the European Union, Canada, Mexico on steel imports and aluminum imports, costing 25% more on aluminum and 10% more on steel.
1: What do you think that's going to do? It's just going to start another, uh, another trade war, unfortunately, and that's what we're all afraid of. And... But think about, think about it on a local scale.
0: Think of the impacts. I mean, this affects American jobs. Farmers. Not necessarily farmers, because it's just steel and it's just aluminum. But this directly affects Trump's support group, blue-collar families, okay. especially in the Midwest. Because the people that voted him in are now going to realize that his policies potentially are going to cause them their jobs. So the same house that costs, that costs, say, $300,000 to build may now cost $400,000. Or $500,000, depending on where you live. Exactly. So the prices are going to go up. And everyone's saying, well, American steel is better than Chinese steel. Well, let me tell you, Rockefeller figured that out way back in the day. Steel's good quality, regardless of where you get it, for the most part. But this is another issue. Trump likes to say it hurts our national security. Aaron, can you think of any way how a, how a tariff on Mexico and Canada is an effect to our national security?
1: No, I can't say that I can, unfortunately. Um, you know, <laughs> It's pretty crazy, in my opinion.
0: Exactly. And, and Trump also likes to say we have a bad trade deal. Um, NATO is horrible. You know, the Mexicans are taking advantage of our border. They're coming and stealing our jobs. Let me suggest a fix. This is the fix. You build Mexico's economy. Because you know what happens if you build Mexico's economy?
1: What happens, Rich?
0: Nobody's going to want to leave. They got a job. (laughs) That's what you need to do. And that's what NATO was intended to do. It was intended to help rebuild Mexico's economy, put them in the world market, and grow it and make it something self-sustainable. If we get rid of that, not only is Canada, hey, what you're doing over there, hey? gonna be mad but the homies in mexico are gonna be mad too so what's what's already happening mexico strikes back trump announces his tariffs on them mexico says hold up hold up not today Senor." three billion dollars in tariffs against the united states that's a big hit on pork steel cheese and other stuff they
1: didn't want to discuss. I love my pork and cheese. You
0: bet your red, white, and blue blood you do you love your bacon in the morning. <laughs> you know, so this is a big, big deal. Very big deal. Should you be concerned as an American? You darn tootin' you should. <laughs> Not only because it might affect your job, potentially, but this affects everybody. This could lead us to a trade war. And you know what? happens when you get into trade wars actual wars i'm talking machine guns i'm talking bombs i'm talking a lot of farting so we got to we got to figure this out
1: you can't be suggesting mustard gas could you
0: no no that's illegal (laughs) but you know mr trump if you're listening which you probably don't listen a lot to anybody if you're listening you might want to rethink it doesn't work doesn't work mckinley tried it back in the early 1900s guess what happened World War One. Hello. Is anybody listening? Big issue here. All right. I'm done, Aaron. I can't talk about this no more. Stop me while I'm ahead.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, before we move on, just wanted to let you guys know you can find us on Facebook. Just search The Morning Yoke and you'll be connected on Facebook with the latest topics, previews of our next episodes. So moving on, Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Five, five, five. I hate the Eagles. They beat the Patriots. They can kiss my left cheek and
1: the right (laughs) cheek. So, Rich, what happened?
0: So, the Eagles were scheduled to meet the president. It's a tradition after a team wins the Super Bowl, World Series, whatever hockey has, the NBA championship. It's a tradition normally found throughout most of the sports in America, and they're generally invited to the White House. So instead, Trump being Trump, decided to have a celebration of America.
1: So this was different then?
0: Very different. So let me tell you what happened. So just some FYI, the Philadelphia Eagles and their players throughout the whole 2017 season never took a knee. Not once. But this is why Trump is salty. Trump's like a girl. Sorry, women, I take that back. He is not like a girl. (laughs) He is a very petty person. So Trump, being Trump, is mad at Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie because he talks some ish about Trump. And he's like, yo, I don't like Trump. I don't like what he's doing. I don't like what he stands for. That ain't American. And many players have also recently stressed a disagreement with the NFL's new requirement to stand during national anthems. So Trump, being Trump, was mad because the Eagles were like, hey, we're not gonna have a lot of people coming to this rally. We're not gonna have a lot of people coming into your White House. Now, if you leave, we'll come. So, Trump flipping out, he's like, hell's to that. No. You ain't coming. We ain't having a party. So, he canceled it. He's gonna have a celebration of America, which he did have. And uh, let me tell you, it was lame. So, was there a political agenda, you think, Aaron?
1: Political agenda. Uh, You know, politics with Trump, it's up and down with him, so.
0: But do you think he was trying to gain something from his base core of voters? Like, hey, listen here, if you ain't patriot, you shouldn't be here. Do you think that's what he was trying to drum up? The drum roll to
1: his... Fan base, I guess you could say. You know, I think he kind of knew that the situation was most of the Eagles weren't going to come uh, to the White House for the celebration. And he waited the last minute and then, you know, tried to make it about him and took it away. But in reality, no one was going to come anyway except for a few people and a coach. So,
0: exactly. You know, and I'm so tired of him always turning it around and making it about this whole patriotism type of thing with, uh, you know, the players calling them bastards for taking a knee on the field. Um, and you know what? That, that's kind of disappointing because you have, you have people buying beer while the National Anthem's going on. You have people stuffing their face with hot dogs while the National Anthem's going on. And you have a couple people who decide to stand up for their civil rights and say, hey, maybe under that flag we're not all equal. Now, Aaron, you might have a different opinion about this, but should you stand or
1: sit? I think the people that fought for the flag, um, you know, everyone has their own opinions. Some say they fought because, you know, they want you to speak their mind. That's, you know, what freedom is in their eyes. So they fought for the flag so you could kneel or you could stand. It's your choice. Uh, it's a free country is what they're trying to 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 tell everybody. So Exactly.
0: And I think I think if you take a knee and say, "Hey, I, and I think from the opposite side, if someone is taking a knee on a national stage during the national anthem, instead of criticizing them and saying, hey, why are you doing that? You're disrespecting our flag. Maybe we should all listen and say, why are they doing that? Let's understand where they're coming from. That's when we all learn as a people. But if we decide to choose sides and say, hey, there's no issue here. We're, we're a great country. You know, our soldiers fought, so you have to stand. I don't think that's the point behind the flag. The flag shows that, hey, we're a country, we treat everybody equal, and we need to stand by that. And these people are saying, hey, we're not equal. We're not getting treated the same as everybody else. And, you know, by all means, there's facts to show that they aren't. And there's facts to show that most minorities in this country are not treated fairly. And we don't listen. I think a lot of You know, Caucasian Americans choose to say everything's fine, everything's good, but we don't listen. And I think that's the biggest issue. You feel that's kind of on the, you know, you feel like that's an issue?
1: I do, I do. Listening is one of the most important things you can do when situations occur like that. And if you don't listen, you know, it's one of the reasons why people have so many issues in the country is because their voices just aren't heard. And if our ears are closed, you know... Uh, where do they have to go? You know, it resorts in violence and it resorts in uh, disappointment. And, you know, we need to have our ears opened and ready to listen when they speak.
0: Exactly. And And I think if you look back on history, I mean, you guys have to realize the civil rights movement, it's still going on. And it wasn't too long ago that Americans in this country were hosing down other Americans in the streets for sitting in a restaurant. That wasn't too long ago, guys. It wasn't too long ago that we had Jim Crow laws, where water fountains were segregated. It wasn't too long ago. So those, so those same people that grew up calling African-Americans derogatory terms, spitting on people, those people that were kids in those days are now adults. And I think as Americans, we, we tend to forget that. We think that, oh, you know, every, everything's peachy, everything's fine but we tend to forget that those same people are still alive today, and the majority of them are making our laws and regulations. I mean, if you look at the, the police, you know, the police are here to protect and serve. And by all means, they do a great job. I've never had an issue with a police officer. But then again, I am not African-American. I don't know what kind of policies they have in place or ideals we all have in place of racism you got to realize it's been in, embedded in our heritage. So we had slaves for hundreds of years. This is in our DNA, is to have this type of segregatory hate in our minds. And I think for police officers, especially the ones with high school educations, because it's not a requirement to have a
1: college degree. Did you know that? That's I, I knew that. That's. And
0: that's you know correct. how scary that is? You wouldn't hire a person to teach your kids without a college degree, but you're going to give them a gun? and make him
1: make other people abide by the law. Well, Trump's president, isn't he? Doesn't he uh, not have any uh, governmental background? <laughs> he doesn't have a governmental background, but he has a business background. Oh, well, I guess that counts in some people's eyes, which is unfortunate.
0: Exactly. I mean, I think, I think we all need to come to terms and say, hey, maybe we're not doing things right. Maybe there is issues. Maybe we're not the greatest country in the world. And I think once we do that, we have a chance of fixing what's really needed to be fixed. Maybe not with this president. But, you know, I'm done. Are you done?
1: I'm done with this topic.
0: I'm done. Maybe talk about it next week. But before we head into our last segment, just want to thank everyone today who's tuned into the Morning Yoke. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday. Hope you're going to have some fun today. Enjoy your Sunday, because that comes pretty quick. And we're going to move on to something in a galaxy Far, far away. Solo, a Star Wars story. Aaron, what were your thoughts on the plot?
1: I thought it was good seeing a young Han Solo, uh, you know, telling the story from a different perspective was great. It's, you know, it was basically looked at differently uh, for from the critics and, you know, from the uh, fan side of things. It was actually pretty good. You know, I don't see where all the negative hate went, but um you know it was a good story I I liked it and I'm looking forward to more of them hopefully
0: yeah I I think I dug it um I like the direction of the movie I thought it was really good I kind of like it for me it answered a lot of questions and oh FYI guys sorry spoilers spoilers are coming (laughs) spoiling the milk but if you haven't seen it you're lame so kind of figure that out on your own time yeah go see it Go see it, definitely. But, you know, I I dug it. I liked liked the casting. I thought Lando was a great pick with Donald Glover. He was. I thought Alden, I'm sorry if I missed up your name, Alden, but Einrich or whatever the hell you call yourself, uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson was good. Doesn't he just feel like an uncle?
1: (laughs) He does, yes, Like, you watch
0: him on the screen, like, I wish that guy was my uncle. (laughs) Like, ever since that basketball movie back in, like, the 80s or 90s, that dude's been, like, my uncle. What's up, Woody? That's even a cool name, Woody. Right. I'm <laughs> not even talking about Toy Story. Woody's a badass name. If you're called Woody, like, I'm scared of you.
1: <laughs> but he's still got a friend in me, though, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. But, you know, I thought the cast was great. I thought the plot was great. The storyline was good. I thought it flowed well. You know, some hiccups here and there. Like, I felt like the, the beginning was kind of, you know, rushed a little bit. Ron Howard came in at the last minute. I think he saved the movie.
1: Yeah, but that's every movie, though. You know, no movie's going to be 100% perfect.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, this movie had a lot of issues. It got rewritten on some parts. Ron Howard comes in at the last minute and is like, put the brakes on. (laughs) You know, Darth Maul wasn't even a thing until Ron Howard
1: got there. Yeah, that's crazy. That's very crazy.
0: Darth Maul, I saw him. I almost wet my pants.
1: I was surprised. I
0: said, oh, here comes the cream puff. (laughs) But Darth Maul, like, oh my God, what a badass.
1: <laughs> he looks so good and beat up. I loved it. Yeah, and he's got his new prosthetic legs almost, like uh, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan kind Lieutenant of style.
0: Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Damn it, Forrest. He took my destiny. Sorry, Lieutenant Dan. You want some ice cream? <laughs> Great movie. For the people hating on the Han, look. Look. Get over it. Harrison Ford's like one foot in the grave. Love him. Loved him when he was in the movies. Gotta modernize. What's better, Rogue
1: One or Solo? Solo, 100%.
0: I'm gonna have to disagree. No, I take that back. I'm going to agree. (laughs) See, I like Rogue One. I like the last part with Darth Vader. Yeah. That shit was badass. It was. I was like, oh, shit. I want to see just a Darth Vader movie only.
1: Oh, you know what? That'd be pretty interesting, you know? That, that would be super cool, actually. That's like a good just, idea. Like, <laughs> just
0: a bad horror movie. Like, a horror movie. <laughs> just Darth Vader horror movie. You're just fucking running around, lightsabering people. You <laughs> know? Luke, I am your father. No! <laughs> but all before that, you know?
1: Yeah. That would
0: before. be cool. That would be cool. Do it before um, old homeboy dies. So the voice is the same. What's his name? Voice of Darth Vader? I'm going to have to look that up. Let's look that up real quick. Sorry, guys. We're going to look that up real quick. We're still recording. We're staying live. We're staying hot. Hot like the the weather outside. It is hot. Really hot. Sweating hot. And it's Saturday morning hot. So let's look it up. Let's look it up, Aaron. On the fly. Voice of Darth Vader. I God, his name is on the tip of my tongue. James Earl Jones. You are the Mizan. (laughs) Do that Darth Vader movie for Homeboy Passes Away. Because yeah. then it's, after that, it's going to be a shit show. There's no one who's going to replace him.
1: Nobody. Absolutely nobody. Nobody does the, the role like he does. Exactly. exactly. Perfect.
0: Exactly. Lo- okay, so out of 10, Aaron, what do you rate solo? 10. 10. I give it a 9. You're a little bit more easier on I guess movies I'm than am. I'm a little I
1: more courteous, I guess.
0: Yeah, you get a little too much love there. <laughs> no, I'm going to take that. I'm going to give it like a 7. Oh, okay, all right. A 7. Okay. Do that in 12 part sex, Han Solo. <laughs> it was good, though. It was good. I liked it better than The Last Jedi. Last Jedi was horrible.
1: Yeah, that wasn't exactly as good. I oh, what the
0: hell I was watching. I almost walked out halfway through.
1: Yeah, Luke Skywalker. Like, what the heck?
0: <laughs> this is a whole movie. It's just a mess.
1: What's the point of the
0: story? I, like, where I, is this going? They I, killed They killed. Smoke, snow whatever the hell his old ass was. It was very hard to follow, honestly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Leave it how it is, Disney. Leave it alone. Hey, for my readers out there, just want to let you know I finished a book called Artemis. Great book. Absolutely phenomenal book. Loved it from start to finish. Um actually it took me a while to get into it. I put it up, I picked it up and then put it back down a couple times, actually. Have you ever seen um, The Martian?
1: Oh, with Matt Damon.
0: Well, yeah, with Matt Damon, they go to Mars. He's like a scientist or bontologist or buttologist or something like that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, the author of the book, Andy Weir, wrote a book called Artemis. And what Artemis is, for the people who like to read, I know it's far and few in between, but it's about a colony on the moon. And they got this badass chick named Jazz on there. And Jazz goes through, you know, it's crime, love, friendship, murder. It gets intense. I think,
1: t- I think anyone with the name Jazz is going to be badass. She's pretty
0: bad, And she's like a Muslim woman. They live on the moon. It's intense. I would recommend it. I loved it. I read it in a couple of days. Um, it's about four hundred. It's about three hundred pages, so it's a quick read. Not too bad. Um, yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, Artemis by Andy Weir. Check it out. Um, some sad news today. Um, Anthony Bourdain has passed away at the age of sixty-one of an apparent suicide.
1: Um, I loved his food shows. I loved it. Oh, CNN. You know, every time he came on, I would tune directly to CNN and watch that. He he had a very very good relationship with a lot of people and kind of taught everyone to kind of travel the country and, you know, get to know some people out there, try different foods and stuff like that. He was, he he really touched a lot of people.
0: Yeah, he he was definitely a pioneer for the food industry, especially the uh, food channel and the every, anything related to food, really. He kind of brought it into the, to the spotlight and made it cool, you know, and I loved his raw talent on the screen. It was, it felt like you were talking to someone who was just a real guy, you know, just like one of the dudes and Sad to see him go, and, you know, former President Barack Obama had this to say. He taught us about food, but more importantly, about its ability to bring us together, to make us a little less afraid of the unknown. We'll miss him. Anthony Bourdain was 61.
1: This concludes this week's episode. Don't worry, we'll be right back for another episode next Saturday. We hope you guys are having a safe weekend, and thanks for listening to The Morning Yoke.